Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Now, here's the host of WP Tonic, Jonathan Dinwood and John Locke. Welcome to WP Tonic, episode 200. <laughs> I know, that's a lot, huh? <laughs> Today, come, come on, John, a bit more. 200! Yeah. <laughs> 200 Woo! episode. Well, today in the house, we've got a special guest. We've got Tanya Mork of Know the Code and the WP Developers Club, and also of the Profitable WordPress Developers Bootcamp. Um, so let's let everybody introduce themselves. Let's start with Tanya. For those who don't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. My 30 second elevator speech. Sure. Hi. Hi, I'm Tanya. A uh, little bit about me, uh, let's see, um, I've been in engineering, high-tech, enterprise, uh, automation engineering for well, a very long time, since the mid-1980s. Um, you can go over to Hero Press and read my story of how I came into WordPress. Uh, it's an interesting little story there. What I do now is I'm very focused on this. I'm on a mission to help WordPress developers to be able to grow in this profession, to be able to prosper to innovate. Uh, so I, everything I do is about giving value and helping WordPress developers to be able to achieve their career and business objectives. Excellent. And also, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Jonathan Denwood. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, hi there, folks. I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're a maintenance support. We only specialize in WordPress. We're your trusted partner, aren't we, John? Trusted as always. My name is John Locke. My business is Lockdown Design, and I provide SEO and custom WordPress development for lots of mid-sized businesses. And uh, we'll just jump right in. One thing I wanted to ask you, Tanya, you know, you said you've uh, been involved in um, a lot of like high-tech uh, automation um, programming since the 80s. Tell us a little bit about that. And, um, but also I, I want to touch on something like in your story, you know, uh, uh, you had kind of a bit of a, um, uh, a comeback story to say the least. Tell us a little bit about that and your, your journey to, to getting involved in WordPress. Sure. So I started my career in a completely different path than I'm in now. Um, I was in, in the world of, if you can think about anything that's a product, your computer, your car, uh, I was in defense, I was in, uh, I worked with HP, I worked with Boeing, those types of companies, and if you think about products, right, let's just think about the computer that you're watching this on, or the device that you're using, that's built in a manufacturing facility, there's equipment that puts that together, that measures it, that checks quality, it has robotics, a lot of different instrumentation and personnel. Uh, and we engineered electrically. Uh, we also did the pneumatic, the hydraulic engineering design to build all of that equipment. And then my team and I programmed it. So we did the actual machine programming that 
put those products together. And then on top of that, we would build artificial intelligence type of monitoring systems that would go in and be able to predict and look at bottlenecks, tell you if something was going to go wrong. And if it was, predict it and be able to help you to be able to solve those problems. That's where I started at. And then I built a company around that where uh, I put together a team of the, the highest uh, the people who had achieved master level in that uh, profession, and we were consultants. We were hired by a lot of the big major companies around the world. So I worked at the enterprise level. And then, as John pointed out, something happened. Uh, so everything's going great. My company is really growing. We're a multi-mega-million dollar company. We're doing very well and really adding a lot of value. And then I got sick. The kind of sickness that they told me, you have two rare diseases and there's basically nothing we can do for you, okay, other than keep you comfortable. And it was the kind where I had to be kept safe. So uh, I had to lock myself away. I would have seizures. I would fall um, half my body would be paralyzed, that type of stuff. So for seven years, that was my life. And my, after all of that time and all the medicine and everything they were trying to do for me, my body failed and I ended up in ICU for 32 days. I ended up on life support. And New Year's Day 2014, I passed away. And I, what's interesting about that is one, I'm sitting here talking to you. But two, I woke up from that a couple of days later, I was off the breathing machine, and they don't know why. I've never had another symptom, not one single symptom from those rare diseases that I had for all that time. Not one since that date. Not one migraine, not one issue. I've been very healthy. I've been able to get back into life. During all of that, because I was locked away in my home, I couldn't go anywhere, I started reaching out. How can I virtually exist and help people. I had all these years of experience. How can I take that and help somebody? So I found the WordPress community and I started just answering questions. You know, in the software world, lots of folks didn't come up the way that I did. So there's lots of gaps. There's lots of fundamental things that they don't understand. So I thought, wow, maybe I can help here. So I started answering questions. The community accepted me in. I, I was able to help a lot of different people, and that grew, and that's where we're at today is everything grew out of that. Wow. That, I mean, that's really like an amazing you know, story. Uh, and so where you're at now and, and, and where I first discovered you um, was probably like in the WP Developers Club and Know the Code. And uh, tell us a little bit about those initiatives and, you know, why you created them and what the ultimate goal is. Sure. So the Developers Club had a different path when it first started. We, it, we kept the essence of it as it is today. So what it is, it's we wanted a safe place that's for developers only where we come together, we promote each other, we help each other, we share jobs, we share gigs. We talk about our projects, and when we have questions, hey, I need a code review. I don't understand how this works. Everybody comes together, and we help one another. It's a club. It's a community, and it's private. It's a Slack group where we all talk. We had thought about also putting together an apprenticeship program and a dev school, a very formal school that you come to, and we started down that trajectory to put that together, and then we found out that the community it just didn't fit the ecosystem. 
the ecosystem, you know, people need to make money now. They need answers now. How do I solve my problems now? Yes, I, I have long-term objectives, right? A long-term strategy I need to put in place, but I have problems now and that's not going to help me to achieve them. So we, we disbanded that and I started up Know the Code to have that same mission of how can I help you right now? So here's a problem. You can come over to the club and we can instantly help you with your problem. But if you're looking for growth, how can I systematically be able to grow my expertise, right? So what we do is, is we say, okay, it's you and I together. So I pre-recorded it, but it's a project. Let's build a plugin. You want to learn about custom post types? Well, let's build it. Let's actively do it together. And I leave in all the boo-boos on purpose. I show you how I do things, how I think about it. And I talk about that. And we stop and we say, whoops, okay, why didn't that work? What does this do? Why does it do that? When do you apply it? And we go through a process together. You can kind of think about it like pair programming, except it's in a virtual space. And it feels very, very light. Um, like I said, I, I leave in the boo-boos so that it feels like you and I are working together. Because in life, things aren't overproduced, right? It's just you and I, we do a lot of backspace. We do a lot of thinking together. And that's how I put Know the Code together. No, excellent. Um, you know, and, and part of that too, like um, something you said that I want to follow up on is a lot of people, they... The, you know, it's great, like, hey, like I can go and learn how to code and maybe in six months or a year I can get a job. But a lot of people, like, they need to make money, like, right now. And a lot of this is, is uh, uh, part of the Know the Code. Um, what are some things that are really holding back that you see from the people that come in through your class that are holding them back from making money? Is it things like efficiency or... Uh, you know, just not being able to um, uh, do the things uh, that they need to do to, to get those bigger clients? Or, you know, what, what are some things that hold people back from making that money right now? Okay, there's a couple of elements to that question, and we're going to break it down. So let's deal first with what's holding you back. First, you have to have the mindset of this. This is a profession, Okay. So if you really want to make money, if you really want to go get that big career and make serious money and build serious things, or you're building a business and you really want to move past, you know, struggling and uh, you're fighting for every single, you know, contract you get and you're getting these piddly little contracts, well, you know, there's something you need to understand. You need a long-term plan, period. It's a profession. I always give the analogy of this. Okay, so my, uh, my in-laws are very musical. And so my nieces sat me down and they said, here, play this on the piano. I'm not musical. <laughs> I grew up in an athletic family. I'm not musical. But I was able to copy what they're doing. I'm emulating what they're doing. I can't write code or I can't write music. I couldn't take that and adapt it into something else. People who can play the piano did that over years of practice. What's the same in this profession? You have to have the mindset of this. Yes, you have a problem to solve right now, and you're trying to serve your client or your project, right? 
but you also have to realize to stop and think about a process, a mindset, a long-term strategy of how can I move from where I'm at today incrementally, boom, 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 boom. So when I tell people to do this, I always say be an inchworm. Stretch yourself just a little bit, master that. Stretch yourself a little bit more, master that. And what ends up happening is it's not linear. We think, well, it's going to take years. Well, duh, of course it is. To really move yourself up, I've been doing this 30-some years and I'm still learning. You will always be learning. But if you're slowly stretching yourself, it becomes exponential, right? So I can tap into what I'm learning all the way along the way and use it right now today to progress myself and help my clients. The second part of what you asked me was, okay, how do you go get those bigger paying clients, right? Or go get that big job at 10Up or Web Dev Studios or Crowd Favorite. How do you do that? That's an enterprise level. If you're going to go and do work for those companies, that takes a whole different set of skill sets that are technical professionalism, soft skills, right? Workflow is a big part of that. And those are things we're going to be teaching at the boot camp that you mentioned. And we can get back to that. Efficiency, effectiveness, workflow, thinking about the ROI that you're delivering to your company, whether that's you or who you work for, the project and the client become very critical when you realize that this is our profession. Okay, so therefore efficiency and thinking about, okay, I don't want to write everything from scratch every single time. How can I build pre-built, well-tested, robust libraries? How can I get that to work for me? How can I think smart and not always chase the buzz out there? Ooh, something new just came up. Whoa, I got to go and learn about that. Well, you might be wasting your time. Because what I tell people is, I just had a request the other day. Hey, try out this IDE and give me your, you know, you know, they come to me because I'm an authority in things and they say, hey, if you support me, then that means people will use my product. And this is what I tell people is this. I have a workflow and a process. And for me to deviate from that process, I need to know that it's going to make me better, faster, and I'm able to serve my client. In other words, anything I can pull into my workflow and you need to be thinking the same way, that's going to make you better faster, more efficient, right? So I can get it done more quickly or reduce my cost, my time, my risk. More effective means I'm solving the right problems and delivering the right solution. If it gives me those things, then I will deviate. So that's why I tell people is watch out for buzz. Think about your workflow. Think about long-term strategy of what you're doing. Slowly stretch yourself. Be very, very systematic in what you do. You will be successful and you will grow. No, that's excellent. Um, you know, it just pushing your boundaries a little by little. Um, but always be pushing your, yourself. Uh, and another thing that you mentioned too, the boot camp, uh, this is kind of a, uh, a different thing than, than what you've been doing with uh, Know the Code. And this one is, is giving people actual work. You're bringing in a lot of people to uh, teach people about having efficiency in their workflow, having um, better coding practices, but also like some business stuff. Tell us a little bit about the, uh, you know, profitable uh, WordPress developers bootcamp, what that is, uh, who's involved and, and, and what it's going to be like. Okay. So the, the whole impetus to why 
excuse me, I put this together, is this. So if I'm teaching in the space, people are going to come and ask me, um, how can I grow my business? How can I make more money? How can I go get a job and make people at 10 up or whatever notice me, right? I want that big career. I want to make more money. I want to be a professional. How can I do that? And if I'm an entrepreneurial WordPress developer, how can I go? And my inbox gets flooded all the time with, I was just writing a blog post today about that, with how to go and get that elusive better client and make more money, right? How can I do all of those things? Well, if you're entrepreneurial, you need business skills, period. You've got to fine-tune your mindset, your processes, your metrics to get your business working for you to know your market, period. What is your market? And you've got to really, really, I'm just keep adding on the reallys. Really, really, really know them, right? If you're going to serve them, you got to know them. That's marketing, right? That's also branding and positioning to get the message out there to to attract them to you and then convert them and retain them. Those are skills that, you know, yeah, you can go and read articles about it, but this is the approach that we're taking. We're bringing mentors, people who are experts. They're going to do active workshops with you in this boot camp and give you plans, actionable plans that you can then go and do for yourself. So it's not just like a word camp or a conference where you sit there on your butt and you listen to people and you get bored and you play with your phone. No, you're working, right? They're workshops. So think of it like this, a software boot camp. If you were to go and spend $30,000 and go to a software boot camp, oh, and we're going to merge in career development. Oh, and we're going to merge in business. And how about project management? I don't care if you're entrepreneurial or you're a career-focused developer, You've got to know how to manage projects, how to talk to clients, how to break down and estimate your cost and your time. You've got to know how to be able to take what someone's asking you to do and think about the scope of it. How do we put scopes together? How do we go and communicate with our team, our client, everybody that's involved, because you may have other contractors or other companies involved. How do you all work together to be able to deliver the right solution and maximize ROI. That's what this boot camp is about. And it's different because of this. One, it's five days. It's five full days. I mean, you're literally going to either come in person to Milwaukee and be in the room with us, interact with the mentors, or you can watch us via live stream. That's completely different than a lot of things. We realize we can't put together a software boot camp and expect people to come for six months or three months. <laughs> That's just not possible. So I tried to put something together and I'm trying to pack as much value into it as possible that people realize if you're very, very serious about your career and growing your business or your career, this is something that is going to really jam pack and give you a way to accelerate your outcome, meaning what your business objectives are. So we've got people like Chris Coyer who's coming, right? We've got Jess Jerk and Kareem and Lisa coming from the big web agencies, and they're going to be sitting down and talking to you about what does it take to work at the enterprise level. Then we're going to do project management, and those three are also going to talk about that. We're flying in along from Germany. Gary Jones is coming from the UK, right? We've got Tom McFarlane. We've got Carl Alexander, and the list goes on and on and on. I'm talking after this, I'm talking to Chris Davis of, he's an expert in automating your marketing. 
he's now the head of education at Active Campaign. He was the head of marketing automation at Lead Pages. So I'm seeking out experts, bringing them in, and making sure that when you come in there, you're ready to work. That's the difference, and that's what we're doing with the boot camp. No, sounds excellent. We're going to go our midpoint break, and then when we come back, we're going to be talking more with Tanya Mork. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com just like the podcast we're coming back from our break and we're talking with wordpress developer tanya mork and passing the mic over to jonathan oh thanks uh, john and i just before i say uh, john um thank you so much um becoming the co-host of wp tonic and you've contributed um, a lot over getting to our 200 episodes I just thought I would say that, John. Um, yeah, Ta- no problem. So, Tonya, um, before we went live, we were discussing, uh, I've just been watching another fantastic podcaster, um, slightly higher level, uh, Jason from This Week in Startups, and he had Brian um, Carson on of Treehouse. And it was a fascinating interview, as fascinating as this one, but... Um, what made you decide that you're going to take on um, trying to build up a builder online educational um, service company, whatever you call it? Because it's a it's a tremendous undertaking. You've done a fantastic job. So, what made you decide? You know, I'm going to go for it. Well, that's a great question. Um, when I had my consulting firm, my engineering consulting firm, I did a lot of apprenticeship programs, okay? So companies would come to me and say, uh, Tanya, we have this potential prospect, someone that we're interested in and we want to develop and grow, uh, but we don't want to, we don't have time to just hire this person in. We need them to come in and be effective on day one. We need something. Can you help us with this? So I would put them into an apprenticeship mentor type program and they would work with myself or my team and be able to level themselves up to actually learn. So here's what happens in the world I came from before. People go and they get their engineering degree and they come in and they think, ooh, I can go get this big job. And they don't know squat on day one, right? So they don't add any value because they don't have any practical experience. They have theoretical academic knowledge, which is valuable, but they need to marry that with practical experience. And that's what we would do. So when I was working with developers, you could see this gap, right? There's code floating all over the internet, little snippets of code. And I would look at it and go, oh, that's going to cause you a problem. You're going to plug it in and then some other little bug is going to pop up and then you're going to be chasing your tail. So you're spending too much time bringing people's little snippets in and then they cause you other problems or they cause your client wonky behaviors. 
Okay, how can we then package this up to help you to be able to grow? And that's where this online education came from was it just started with talking with people, answering questions in forums on Slack and Stack Overflow, wherever. And then I did a little podcast. People enjoyed that. And it slowly just grew into this. So now it's me and a mic. I come up, people ask me questions, and I turn that into let's build a lab out of it. Or I'll write an article that gives you inside master tips or uh, documentation, for example. On the site, you'll go there and it will teach you about things like how does a full reach work? When do you use it? How do you apply it? And then we'll actually go into the PHP source code and we'll look at it. Um, so because, sorry, but documentation out there in the world really sucks. So I wanted documentation that is practical that you could use, right? That's where the impetus came from. Well, thank you for that. Um, in the interview I've just mentioned, um, Carson made some quite strong statements that he felt that they could take anybody um, of average intelligence who's committed to the process, and over a six-month period, they could get them up to a standard where uh, a company, any company, would consider hiring them. Um, as a, a starter developer, but they would have the ability to function um, and provide value to that company from day one. Would do you feel that is true? That is possible, and yeah, basically based on your experience, would you agree with that statement? Um, I'm always leery to put a time qualifier on something, right? Because there are a lot of variables to it. And people will hear, ooh, I can learn this in 30 days. I can learn this in six months. I can learn this in a year. There are a lot of variables that go under that. One, it's you. It really is you. You've got to pick a platform, pick a teacher that you can actually learn from. Someone you trust, someone you know that can take their expertise and translate that over for you that they start where you're at and they bring you forward. I understand what Ryan is saying, and I'm sure if you were to sit down with him and ask him, he would list out a bunch of things, like you have to be very dedicated to the process, you have to be able to de develop and build your analytical abilities, that problem-solving abilities, because really that's all we're doing is we're solving problems and we're doing it through code, right, and web technologies, but we're still just problem-solvers. Once you build that knack of being able to think logically, okay? So to, that means something different to everybody. To be able to think in step-by-step, step, minute little processes, because computers, here's a, here's a master tip for you, computers are really, really, really fast, but they're very stupid. They only do what you tell it to do, step-by-step-by-step, step step. and that's where you get in trouble is thinking the computer can figure out that, oh, no, I didn't mean to type this, I meant that. No, uh-uh. It only does what you tell it to do. So that's part of that logical, analytical thought. If you can develop that, and if you already have a natural knack for it, then yes, you can spend the time, if you're dedicated, and you spend the time focused, and I'm going to stress that word, focused, that you're incrementally growing yourself and you're not getting distracted running off and doing this and running off doing that and I'll go learn Vue and I'll go learn React and I'll go learn, and now you're all over the place, right? And you've got gaps. And, but if you're very systematic and follow a program, 
you can get to a point where you can come in as a very entry-level junior type developer. That's going to take a company then that wants that type of person, and they're going to pair them up with someone that's higher uh, in their expertise and then grow them. Not every company wants that. Okay, what I used to do and what I still do now is to help people to do that process, but you've got to find companies that want that. Some say, if you're not an engineer right now on day one, I don't want you, right? And others will invest and grow you. So, like I said, there's a lot of variables to it to be able to put a time qualifier on. Yeah, because basically he puts forward some facts um, that – that domestically there would be a demand. Um, I, I can't precisely remember what the time period, but he said um, for actual software jobs based in the US, there, there's a, a, pres, a perceived demand for about a million and a half jobs, I presume it's annually. Um, but the actual universities through computer science courses only produce 500,000 graduates per year. And he's saying, depending on what area you're in, if you're in the Bay Area, you're up against Google, Facebook, a multitude of um, companies. And if you're in the small medium, you just cannot compete um, with those people. So you've got to be prepared to home grow your own talent. Do you follow his logic or do you think, what's basically your response to those type of statements? Yeah, if we were to step out into um, outside of the WordPress bubble, and, you know, that's where he's talking about in that space, okay? So, uh, there is a big rise in search of software boot camps. So, people go to school, they get their degree, and then they, they find that it's very difficult to find a job. So, then they go to these software boot camps or yourself taught and then they go to these software boot camps and their approach is very immersive and they're taking you and they're they're pairing you up with mentors and growing you that gives you better odds and a competitive advantage which we all need competitive advantages period right it's growing your expertise and putting you on a path that then you can go and stand up and be able to compete with others so yeah if you're trying to compete to get into facebook well, first of all, you're probably going to have to have the credentials behind you. I mean, they're high or Google. They're looking for a specific type of credentials, specific type of intelligence. You know, they're looking for the right fit. But if you're looking to work at a lot of other software companies virtually around the world, right? You can work anywhere these days around the world. Those things give you a very competitive advantage. And yes, there is a huge amount of demand versus what's actually available. I agree with them on that. Oh, you do. I, I just thought I would ask you there because um, I listen to various sources and some people say, you know, with, with the growth of internet that there, there's such an ability to get um, quality talent from abroad that it is affecting the kind of positions somebody domestically could get so i just thought i would ask you that because um, i hear contradictory voices from the, about that yeah um, and it depends too i mean yes you can go and get talent from anywhere in the world so some companies all they're going to look at is that that price 
what can I get for X amount of dollars? And they're going to go to a market that gives them talent for X amount of dollars. Other companies are going to look at form, fit, and function. How does this person fit within my company, within my culture? Are they going to add uh, value to my company, not only now, but over the long run? And those are the companies, those quality companies that you want to be looking at, that they're looking past just, okay, this person has X amount of dollars to them, right? So I can get this one for 10 bucks an hour, or I can get this one for 100 Well, sometimes... If you put those people together, you've got to look at and see which one's a better fit. If it's $100, but you can get it done 10 times faster, then it's the same cost. So, yeah, there are companies. Companies are getting much smarter about that. Uh, we're even seeing that in the manufacturing world where, uh, yeah, everything would go overseas, and now people are starting to talk about bringing those things back because of that they're starting to see efficiency and effectiveness really does matter it does impact the bottom line that's great um obviously um i know that this isn't true i know um because obviously on our friday show we've got uh, another great educator um malton from linda.com that comes on our show and i've had a few discussions with him um there's a lot, there is an enormous amount of work in building something that you have managed to achieve. What are some of the things that you have learned in this process that have even surprised you? Um, I think, so as I've been putting things together over the years, I've had to adjust my approach to the market. So I used to do that back with my consulting firm too. So with my consulting firm, I didn't have to advertise. I didn't have to do any marketing because people would call us because we were the authority and we were able to solve the problems for them. But we adjusted our approach for each and every client that we came into. Learning this ecosystem, learning exactly what you're looking for was a, was a bit of a surprise in that um, a lot of times, I'm trying to shift people from immediate, I need to eat right now mode of thinking to, okay, yeah, we can fix that, but if you're constantly doing just that, you're never going to grow, and you're always living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck, and you're always hungry, always. So trying to get people to grow and think in a long-term strategy has been something I'm very focused on, and um, other things were... Um, as I was putting video casts together, and Morton will probably feel the same way as I've talked to many other educators in the space, is you constantly got to be thinking about that ideal person, but everybody's different, right? So you're putting something together and you have to go back and iterate and make things a little bit better, build in things to make sure that everybody can be successful along the way. That process it's something that's evolving, and I think it will always evolve. It needs to continue being evolving along the way as well. So I think those are probably the couple of things that uh, I myself have been learning. Um, I just want to wrap up and then see if John's got a final question, and then maybe we'll go on to some bonus material, um, folks, because it is our 200th show. and if, 200? Uh, 
<laughs> uh, Toddy has got a, uh, like 10, 15 minutes, maybe she'll continue the conversation with us. Sure. But um, you were saying, you know, you, you, you know, I can tell you're a very methodical person, very analytical, you know, you know, I can tell, now I've read a lot of your blog materials, I can tell that. Um, and you said previous in the conversation that, you know, you, you need to follow the course and you need to co- focus and not be, go over to the next thing. But that's difficult, is it? Because we're talking about web development here, aren't we, Tony? You know, um, a perfect example, and um, Carson, Brian Carson mentioned it, is that the big thing at the present moment is react you know you, you know the hot the hot thing is to be a react web de- a full stack um developer that's really superb at react so you can see everybody's jumping into that you know um have, have you got any comment about that and how to resist that really yes <laughs> <laughs> all right so the one thing I want everybody to realize is frameworks are there to make you more efficient, to get more done. And there are a lot of them. And here's the thing is they're going to come, they're going to be big buzz, and then they're going to go away. So I've seen so many of them. Oh my gosh, I got to go learn this. You've got to change your whole scope, your whole libraries. You've got to build it with this. We go and we take our teams, we invest time, we learn it, and then a year later, it's gone. Boom, it's gone. So here's what I'm going to say is in the WordPress space, it depends upon what you're building. Okay, so if you're building um, small, micro, small, and medium sites for your clients, do you really need React for what you're doing? I mean, seriously, really. Um, I sit and everything I build, I build in either native vanilla javascript or jquery that's all i need so although you're hearing the buzz and you're thinking i gotta go and do what this latest thing is really do you really need it is it something your clients want is it worth your time is it going to make you again i'm going to come down to cost in your bottom line is it going to add value for your clients right is it going to make you more effective, more efficient, and increase your ROI? Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to invest your time in this new buzzy thing. And then let's say you use it, okay? How often are you going to use it? You just increased potentially the complexity of the code base that you have to maintain. If you're not proficient in it, you might introduce bugs. You may get wonky behavior. Your cost just went up. Your risk just went up. I'm not saying that you don't go and build and view or React, or Angular, or Backbone. You know, remember Backbone was all the big thing? We don't talk about that much anymore, do we? Uh-uh. Do we talk about Angular that much anymore? No, not that much. So we have to think about that. If it's not going to be something that your clients need right now, your market needs now or within six months from now, then think about it. What are you really gaining from going and investing all your time and being distracted to go and learn it? However, if you're wanting to step out and also do work outside of WordPress and you're going to go and do something like some Laravel, Symfony, maybe you're a JavaScript coder and you want to build in JavaScript, you are a JavaScript front-end coder. You got to know React. 
sorry, but that's the case. If you're going to stay in WordPress, I'm going to say the majority of people don't. Yeah, I, I thought I would let you say that. <laughs> but I totally agree with you, uh, I, actually. Uh, I think it's slightly even more complicated. Because it really depends on what your career path is. If you really want to be self-employed, a freelancer running your own business, the kind of skills that you're going to need are going to be really very different to somebody that wants to get a job with a leading software house, really, isn't it? Yeah, if you're going to go to the enterprise level, and this is why I added that to the boot camp, right? If you, that's a whole different level. You want to work at Automatic, 10 Up, Human Made, any of those companies, Crowd Favorite and Web Dev Studios, that's a whole different level of skill sets you're going to have to have. Right, so at that point, maybe you need that and maybe you don't. That's going to depend upon what your focus is. And again, in anything, in engineering, in web development, you can be very niche. And if you're the authority and you're building yourself to say, I'm a front-end developer, I specialize in SaaS, for example. I know how to really, really, really do CSS and I can do it fast I'm effective at it, and I know how to do innovative things, you can go get a job doing that and be very successful. So if you want to do JavaScript, you're going to have to know some different platforms, but then you're specializing in those things. So it's something to think about. You don't need to know everything out there, and don't let people tell you that you do because it's completely false. <laughs> you really don't. Yeah, it really annoys me when I hear a lot of people that should really know better and probably do, um, and they spread that. And I think to myself, that's such misleading information. It is, like uh, OOP and procedural. I've had this discussion all the time. People will come to me and say, well, I have to learn OOP. No, you don't. No, you don't. You can code effectively in procedural, functional, or OOP. You don't have to know all of it, but what you have to do is master one of them. Be really, really good at one of them. Period. That's so true. Got, got any ending question to the uh, podcast part of the show, John? Yeah, one last question, and this calls back to something that you said at the onset of the uh, episode, Tanya, where you said programming web development, it's a profession. And um, I come from a blue-collar background. I was a union guy for like almost 20 years. And in a lot of professions, you have to apprenticeship. They take people that know nothing about the job. They teach them for, you know, a few years, and they teach them all the skills. Why do we not see that in web development and programming. There's obviously a need. Everybody wants to recruit people, as you said, that are engineers on day one. Why don't we take people and train them up to be great engineers instead? What holds the industry back? That, that's a million-dollar question right there. <laughs> Let's just have an episode about that one day. <laughs> I agree with you completely. I started out... Uh, I got out of the Navy, I had electronics training, I was wet behind the ears, and they put me into a mentorship program. And I learned from some of the best. That's how I got my start, because I'm non-degreed. Imagine a woman back in the mid-1980s 
non-degreed and being an electrical engineer and a software engineer. It was because I was paired up with some folks who had PhDs and master's degrees. They had lots of years of experience and they worked with me. Now, what software tries to do now is they've morphed into this, we're going to do pair programming. Well, that means you've already been employed, right? So someone hired you, gave you a chance. That means you've got to have some sort of credentials. Well, that's where these software boot camps have spun up. But they're very expensive, you know, ten, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars, and you've got to go live there for three, six months. So you've got all that cost on top of it too. Now they will give you an advantage. I agree with you. When I started the boot camp, or not the boot camp, the club, I started an apprenticeship program, um, and I brought in. I think it was like ten different people, and I started mentoring them. Uh, I found some folks just said, well, "Why do I have to do that? I don't want to," you know. It's going back to that understanding of long-term, what's your goals, understanding that there's a difference between a hobbyist or a weekend warrior, and I want to be a true professional, and there's different levels of that. Um, I would love to see, and I've talked about this often, some sort of program that we put together where we can actually mentor people, and it's a systematic program that guides people. As you just said, I think there's tremendous value in that. And that's one of the reasons why I'm putting together the boot camp. We're trying to do it very slowly, but I'd like to see it morph into more of that because I'm going to tell you what, you can take a person who knows very little, has maybe an analytical approach, maybe a little bit of appreciation, and you can grow them to become even all the way up to engineer level. I'm a living example of that. I used to build robotic systems and artificial intelligence systems, and that came from the mentoring that I got, okay? And my complete determination and mindset to master it. So, yes, I would like to see that, and I think that's a big hole in the, in the whole industry. I do. Well said. Well, with that, I think we'll end the regular portion of the show if you have a few minutes uh, we'd have you for some bonus content. Uh, where do people find you online, Tanya? And uh, do, what events do you have coming up? Uh, and we'll drop those links in the uh, show notes. You can find me everywhere. I try to be highly accessible. So if you have questions, I will get to it and answer your questions. I really do want to help you, period. Okay, so the one thing you're going to learn from me is I try to be very transparent and have a lot of integrity and really, I really mean it when I want to help you. So you can find me on Twitter at hello from Tanya. You can come over and join the club. It's free. You can talk to me in Slack. You can find me at knowthecode.io. The events that I have coming up is I'm always producing content on Know the Code. You can go to, to the what's new and what's coming pages and see what's there. Um, and the profitable developer boot camp is going to be the big thing if you're very serious about growing your business or your career, that's the big one that's coming. Awesome. Jonathan, how do we get a hold of you? Oh, thanks, John. But before that, I would um, say to folks that if you are really interested in moving your skill level onto the next level, I would personally highly endorse Tonya and her courses. I have I have looked over her materials and they're very well written and very well planned and I would have no worry in, in personally 
saying if you're interested in that go over and learn some more how you can get a hold of me um it's really quite easy folks it's either on twitter at jonathan denwood on our facebook page i'm doing more stuff on facebook or you can email me i do reply to emails with questions we love feedback as well folks and that's at jonathan at wp-tonic.com awesome and you can get a hold of me at my website, LockdownDesign.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Lockdown underscore. For the WP Tonic Posse in effect, we're saying peace out. Tune in for our next episode and be sure to get your dubs. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.